today I'm going to be talking about Caroline Herschel. When she turned 10, she got typhus, which stunted her growth, and she actually never got any taller than four foot three. Oh my god. What? So she was tiny, tiny, four tiny woman. Four foot three is so small. She also went blind in her left eye. There was a, a disagreement amongst her parents. Her father really wanted her to be educated. Uh, but because of those health issues, her mother was like, what is she ever going to amount to? She should really just train to be a house servant so she has a role in life. <laughs> Meanwhile, her brother William tasks Carolyn with sweeping the sky, which just meant if I'm not using a telescope, you should just look around and see if you find anything. Uh, and by February, she made her first discovery. Uh, she discovered a nebula. And that same night, she also discovered uh, Messier 110, which is a dwarf elliptical galaxy. So she discovers a nebula and a galaxy. In one night. The same night. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I'm Justin Xavier. I'm Sam Eggers. And I'm Sarah Gorski. And today I'm going to be talking about Caroline Herschel. Um, either of you heard the name? The last name sounds kind of familiar, but I don't, I don't know who she is. No, I never heard of her. The last name is probably familiar because it's, it's a pretty well-known name in astronomy, uh, her brother and her nephew and her and a whole bunch of people in her family were all astronomers. So who she is, she's a German astronomer. She's the first woman to receive a salary as a scientist. Oh, whoa. It's pretty cool. Uh, she also discovered a number of comets um, and was the first woman in England to hold a government position. Cool. Uh, much of her work in Cataloging the Stars is still in use today. She helped to discover over 2,400 astronomical objects and organized all the data into a coherent form, uh, more coherent than had ever been used before. And some of the, the systems that she invented is still how we label and organize the names of some of these stellar objects. Wait, how many did she catalog, Justin? That's a huge number. 2,400. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she she She's worked amazing. for I think it was twenty years on it. Yeah, wow. so go back to the beginning. She was born in Hanover, March sixteenth, in seventeen fifty. So this is way back. Mm. Uh, she was the eighth child and fourth daughter of Anna Ilsa Moritzen and Isaac Herschel. Her oldest sister was sixteen years older than her and married when Caroline was only five. Uh, her other sisters all died, so oh all of the household chores fell to her. Oh, because her once the sixteen-year-old was married and left, then it was just like, okay, well, she's she's doing everything. When she turned ten, she got typhus, which stunted her growth, and she actually never got any taller than four foot three. Oh my God! What? So she was tiny, tiny, four tiny woman. Four foot three is so small. Yes, especially if you oh have to do God. all the work in the house. Yes, and so I just picture her, because she did a lot of mapping the stars, like standing behind this giant telescope and just the tiniest person you'd ever imagine discovering the cosmos. So I didn't know Typhus did that. How does... I know. I have to look that up now. Typhus stunts your growth? Crazy. I, it stunted hers. I didn't look into, like, no, Typhus no. I'll information. Look it up. But <laughs> now I'm just not... I'm, my interest has peaked. <laughs> she also went blind in her left eye. Uh. 
So yeah, she wasn't having a, a good go of it in those early years. Also, there was a, a disagreement amongst her parents. Her father really wanted her to be educated. Uh, but because of those health issues, her mother was like, what is she ever going to amount to? She should really just train to be a house servant so she has a role in life. No. Uh, she'll probably never get married. Oh. Um, oh. But so when her, when her mother was away, though, her father would give her private tutoring lessons or would include her, just kind of rope her into her brother's lessons. Um, he himself was a musician, so he taught them to play instruments and music and to sing and was hoping that could be like their trade as well as it was his. Uh, she also tried to learn needlework from a neighbor, but there was a fear that she might become a governess and become independent, so she was forbidden to learn anything else. Oh, God. She wanted to learn French. She was forbidden to learn French. And eventually she turns 22 and her father dies and her brother William says, you know what, why don't you leave home, stop living with mom and come live with us in England? And her mother didn't like that plan. She tried to thwart it, but William intervened and had a, a stern talking to with her and Carolyn was allowed to move. God, her mom sounds like she was fucking terrible. She really, I mean, Ugh. I kind of get it, you know, at the time, like, there's probably not a whole lot of hope for women in general. And so it's like, I just want her to have a future, but really stifled her and and prevented her from rising in any station. Yeah. But her brother chimed... Okay, good. Her Good on her brother. Her brother's the hero. Yeah. Right at the moment. He's there. He's sticking out for her. Uh, so she moves to England to Bath, and uh, she was William's housekeeper and trained to sing with him professionally because he'd established himself as a music teacher and an organist. Um, and eventually, through their, their private lessons and stuff, she was good enough to perform in his shows. So in their spare time, William tutored her in math, just wanted to continue her learning and continue partly because he wanted to have an assistant for his new hobby that he was growing, which was to study the, the stars. Oh, he just got really, really interested in astronomy. <laughs> it was just a hobby. Uh, he just wanted to look at the star. It, like daytime, day job was music. And then his actual interest was astronomy. And... He, he started getting less and less interested in music, which started hurting Carolyn's career because she, hit, she was really, really good. And she started being offered opportunities to leave and go sing for other composers and conductors. And she turned all those opportunities down because she was like, well, I only want to sing for my brother. And then he was like, well, I'm not going to do music anymore. <laughs> so I'm just... Kind of loose for hanging. Right. It completely ended her music career. And Jesus. at first she was really, really disappointed by this. Um, she, she wrote in her memoir this quote. She said, I did nothing for my brother but what a well-trained puppy dog would have done. That is to say, I did what he commanded me. Ooh. And it's like, oh, I mean, that's a pretty harsh thing to say about your brother who, like, brought you out of your mom's home. But I guess if you're really reliant on him you'd have a lot of conflicting feelings i mean i'm not justin i have to tell you i don't <laughs> i'm backing her <laughs> oh yeah no i'm fully pro her um because he did build this re reliance system and then he's like screwed her over although now it yeah. sounds like maybe she'll follow his hobby so i guess we'll see that's exactly what happened <laughs> so she would stay up with him at night, she would feed him, she would read to him, and he would build homemade telescopes because he didn't like the stuff he was able to get out at the shops. He was like, they don't have the right lenses. I'm just going to make them myself. So he started making telescopes. 
And she started realizing he needs my help because he is neglecting some of the simple things like keeping his lenses polished and (laughs) making sure enough light gets into the telescope. And also he is so disorganized his notes are just like scattered throughout his papers like it it's unreadable what he's finding in here so i'm gonna take it upon myself to organize it for him (laughs) so she became the official like like organizer what a hot mess he's definitely a mess he does sound like a mess. mess so in march 1781 using one of his homemade telescopes he discovers uranus uh a year later, he because of this discovery, he's offered the position of court astronomer to King George the Third. Whoa, that's a big leap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. whoa. You go from, I'd like I mean, to know you discover the story a planet. That that's. <laughs> I know. I, I wanted to focus more on Caroline's side no, of no. it, so I didn't dive too care. much into it. But, but dang, <laughs> he must have had a connect. He must have had like an inside track. So the king, someone had. The I think they ear. just. I think he published it. He probably published it, and then the king caught word of it. He was like, this guy's out there inventing telescopes and finding planets. I must have him. Yeah. <laughs> did she go with him? She did. She, they moved from Bath to Datchet, and Carolyn is very displeased with their new accommodations. She got accustomed to a very nice sort of high-class life in Bath, and in Datchet, they moved into this tiny little abode that has a leaky ceiling and their domestic servant is imprisoned for theft like right when they get there whoa and she describes this place in her memoirs as the ruins of a place she really she's not about it wow so working for the king isn't all it's cracked up to be no she did not like it yikes um and in the meantime, William is tasked with a very specific job of cataloging 3,000 stars and to study double stars, which is this phenomenon where two stars in the sky just look like they're really close together. I mean, they're probably like light years apart, but because of what angle we have on them, it's like, wow, it's two stars on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And so he was like researching why that happens. Huh. Meanwhile, he tasks Carolyn with sweeping the sky which just meant if I'm not using a telescope, you should just look around and see if you find anything. And that's what she did every night. And she hated it at oh. first. Uh, over the, By the end of <laughs> the first year, I think she started to really like it because she was able to, nobody was like monitoring her and keeping track of exactly what she was looking at. So she kind of just was following whatever she felt like. <laughs> and she started, she, event, she started to love it. Yeah. So... In uh, August of 1782, she started her first record book. And she was like, I guess if I'm going to be doing this, I'm just going to start my own sort of record book. Uh, And by February, she made her first discovery. Uh, She discovered a nebula that had not been included in the the Messier catalog, which was like the go-to catalog of everything we knew about the cosmos at the time. Mm. Uh, And that same night, she also discovered uh, Messier 110, which is a dwarf elliptical galaxy that is a satellite of the Andromeda galaxy, which is the nearest galaxy to the Milky Way, for anyone who doesn't know. Cool. So she discovers a nebula and a galaxy. In one night. The same night. Wow. That that had to be like a trippy night. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She was probably loving it. After like years of nothing and then being like, oh my God, two things. (laughs) Yeah, or just like years of her brother yelling at her to record the data of whatever he found (laughs) just oh man so after her discoveries william decides to shift focus and now he's gonna look for nebula (laughs) 
Oh, and... William. <laughs> William like, oh, that's a good get your idea. Own ho- get your own thing. <laughs> it's like her one thing that she um, has is that Nebula, and he's just going to take it? Yeah, he's thief. like, you know what? Nebulas are pretty cool, actually. Now I'm all about nebulas. Oh. <laughs> that's my that's my thing. Um, and he delegates Caroline to be his assistant and keep his records. So starting in October 1783, so this is um, two months after she discovers, or big discoveries, uh, the process of searching for nebula goes like this. William is looking through the telescope, and he finds an object. Caroline is sitting on a windowsill waiting for him to announce what he finds. She then needs to consult John Flamsteed's catalog to identify which star William used as a reference point. Uh, but this catalog is not organized by star, it's organized by constellation. So it's this very frustrating system where she has to figure out not only which star he's looking at, but which constellation it's a part of, then look up that constellation so that she can find the data on the star. Damn. And she's like, this is this is nonsense. This yeah. isn't working. I'm going to come up with my own catalog. And she starts from scratch and invents a whole new system of cataloging stars yes. organized by their distance from the North Pole. Cool. Oh, that, what so, a smarty. Yes. She's like, I can't do this the so inconvenient cool. way. I'm going to make my own way. And then she just writes a whole catalog. Oh. Just did it amazing so the the morning after this would happen she would wake up early and go over all the notes and formalize it into a more readable form than just like things my brother shouted at me (laughs) 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 this is also from her memoir she wrote uh on this night that she made these two giant discoveries she wrote about it But it was not till the last two months of the same year before I felt the least encouragement for spending the starlight nights on a grass plot covered with dew or hoarfrost without a human being near enough to be within call. So she she really felt like she was not being appreciated for all of her work. And it was a very lonely task just laying out in the grass late at night looking at the skies. And I feel that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like her brother. I don't like him at all. He sounds like I know. a super asshole. He seems like he kind of took advantage of her. Definitely took advantage of her. Mm. Um, but the, the, he, there's a sort of redeeming moment later on. Oh, good. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. Oh, it's my God. Great, get there. But Let's it's... get there right now. I'm so... I can't wait. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so over the next... Uh, what is this? The next 14 years, she discovers eight comets... Um, And after her first comet discovery, William is the one who is summoned to court to present the findings, but but he credits Carolyn and he says, no, no, you you can't credit me for finding this. This is my sister's comet. She found it. Oh, good on you, William. I almost can't believe it. There's there's this redeeming moment. Thank you, William. Wow. Yeah. I, it was a real tug and pull of my feelings on William as I was doing this research. I just kept being like, oh, wow, it's great. He saved her from her horrible mother. And then like, oh, God, but he's really using her as a slave. And then like, oh, but he's crediting her. Oh, but he's really just using her as a task rabbit. Like mm-hmm. just this real back and forth of like, uh, it's like progressive for the time. But, you know, you know, whatever. some progressive is better than no progressiveness, but it still sucks. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> So 
Carolyn is often credited as being the first woman to discover a comet, but that isn't actually true. Uh, there's a woman named Maria Kirch who discovered one like a hundred years earlier, but her husband was given the credit. Ugh, which, you know, that's what happened. That fits the model of what we've been told to today about astronomy. <laughs> So, uh, 1787, King George III decides, because William credited her with discovering the comet, King George III grants her an annual salary of 50 pounds for her work as William's assistant, making her the first woman in England ever with a government position and to be paid as a scientist. Hell Yay. yes. That was a lot of money back then, wasn't it? I, I think it said it was like 1,600 pounds. So it's still not great for an annual salary. Oh. But, you know, it's something. And I guess she's not paying rent, I don't think, if she's living on, you know, government land. But still. Well, we got to start somewhere, I guess. So. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no other women are being paid. You're getting 50 pounds. This is a step up. And some recognition. Yeah. And that recognition, too, is huge, I bet. Oh, yeah. So now it was 1788, William marries a rich widow named Mary Pitt. Um, Mary takes over all the household duties, and Carolyn is forced to move out. Um, oh. Mary is apparently very jealous of Carolyn, uh, saying that she she spends too much time with her husband. And it's it's a, it's really oh, weird because it's like they're siblings, and it's, it's, it's very – it's weird. That's just a person with a lot of personal problems, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> But Caroline still has to return to the house every single day to work with her brother. So she just, it just adds a commute to her regular day. And then she has to pay rent somewhere. With yeah, her, then she had to pay you know. for her own place somewhere else. I bet the brother must support her somehow. Probably. Because you know? I'm sure he's making more than 50 pounds a year. Yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah. In 1802, the Royal Society published the catalog Caroline invented, uh, but did so under William's name. <laughs> No. What? Um, I think nowadays it's it's accepted that it was her work and it's it's credited to her and like NASA has it in their records as being her work. But it's first published by the Royal Society under William's name. Oh, my God. Uh, This included 500 new nebulae and clusters on top of the 2000 that were already known. So this is a 25 percent increase on everything that we know about the skies that she helped catalog and created this whole system that's for. enormous um for one woman mm-hmm. that is a, for one four and a half foot woman that is a huge amount of contributing for three with one eye yeah, <laughs> yeah she's looking through this telescope. so oh, so so gosh. impressive yes wow uh but the catalog is known as the New General Catalog, uh, and if you ever are looking up like star dates or star sort of locations, I guess is a better word, and you see the the NGC number, there's like NGC 110 or something, that's the New General Catalog number as created by Caroline. The New cool. General Catalog. Wow. She spends the rest of her life... Um, trying to make it easier for her nephew, John Herschel, to pick up where she left off. He's very interested in in her organization system. And so she sort of bequeaths a bunch of her information to him. And it's like, you can, you can pick up where I left off. And so 
Yeah, there's, there's William Herschel, there's Carolyn Herschel, there's John Herschel. All these Herschels are very, very, very famous in astronomy and amongst NASA. So that might be where you've heard that part of the name. Cool. Yeah. Wow. And then in 1828, the Royal Astronomical Society awarded her a gold medal, which would not be given to another woman until 1996. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. She was quite ahead of her time. No, what? That's, no kidding. What is that, 168 years? That's what crazy. is the medal just for recognition of her contributions? Yeah, for I, I think they give one out every year, the Royal Ast- Astronomical Society, for like excellence in discovering astronomy. And that was what year? <laughs> Did you say what year that was? Uh, 1828. Yeah, 1828. 1828. Gosh, and then women didn't do anything important. Women, women failed to, to re- discover anything remarkable then for 80 years. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 never happened again. Thanks, dudes. Thanks, dudes. Uh, she dies in Hanover on January 9th, 1848. It says she dies peacefully. She was 97 years old. Whoa, wow. good long life. Yes, yeah. for that Fuck time. you, typhus. So. <laughs> yeah, you thought you had me. <laughs> No, but you just got my height and my eye. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one-eyed, I, oh, she sounds amazing. I love her. She's great. Uh, I love this woman. The story just kept getting better the more research I did. I was like, I, this is, this is keeps getting deeper and cooler and I just have so much respect for her. Wow. And that's that. That's Caroline Herschel. Thanks, Justin. I like Caroline. I like her too. I can just imagine her like laying in those fields all those nights, looking at stars by herself in the cold, and then she created that whole. Oh, what a broad! What a broad! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It makes us more searchable and helps us find new listeners. Or you can just tell a friend about the show. That also helps us find new listeners. You can reach out to us on Instagram if you have any ideas for broads for future episodes, at broads you should know, or send us an email at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. We will be back next week to tell you all about another broad that you should know. Or you can head to our website, broadsyoushouldknow.com, to find all of the resources and, and sources that we've used to find this information. Thanks again for listening, and see you next week.